Hi friends, I'm Erin from Whalen Farms and Erin Whalen Online, and this is a podcast about my family's homesteading journey. From an urban farm in Washington State to 100 plus acres in Tennessee, this is our journey of how we got to where we are and how we are building our homestead from the ground up. Well, hello friends, it is another week and we are here on the podcast today. And um, if I sound a little stuffy, it's because I am, of course, me and Travis. So we usually go to Vegas with our friends every year. We've gone for three years now, I think three years, and um, two or three. I don't even remember. I want to say three. Um, And we weren't able to go last year because we had just moved. There was no one here to watch the kids. We didn't know anyone. We were like, should we fly my parents up? But my parents had their house for sale at this point in time, or they were they were going to list their house for sale. I don't know if they had it for sale yet. They might have. And so they didn't want to fly up here in case something happened down there. And so, plus that would have financially been a dumb move on our part to fly them up here. But like we were desperate to have a vacation. We were stressed out. We were tired. We just bought this house that was falling over and we wanted to get away, but it didn't work out, which was for the best. It truly, truly was. Um, And so we shelved it until this year, which is kind of funny and ironic because our friends (laughs) who we're going with are in the process of moving right now and they are living out of a hotel um, in the new area that they're going to be at and they're waiting for their house to sell. in Spokane, they're moving to Idaho, and it's just so funny that like last year we were in transition, and this year they're in transition. But we're like, do we need to put Vegas off for another year? And they're like, no, we're gonna we're gonna go, we're gonna make it happen, and we want to see you guys because I saw my my good friend Christine last fall, well, late summer, I guess, when I went over there to do some filming for the Washington Grown TV show. Um, But Travis has not seen his really good friend, Jesse, in like a year and a half. So we're just so excited to touch them, to hug them, to hang out with them, and to just have like four days of just catching up and fun. We're going to go to the Maroon 5 concert, which growing up, Maroon 5 was like Maroon 5, Hoobastank. I had all their CDs in my, in my, first truck it was my first car was a truck it was a Dodge truck um and I just remember listening to them all the time and it was I'm just I'm so psyched to see them I'm just so excited for this whole thing but of course we went to Clarksville last week for Tyron's birthday and we came home and I'm sick and I have not been sick in a year now so I'm like of course the four days before we leave for a trip I'm sick so I'm taking all the things but that kind of got me thinking about the subject which I want to talk about today which is kind of finding your homesteading identity or really just more than just homesteading identity, just like who you are and your belief system and how it can be okay that it differs from those around you. Because I think especially on Instagram and so many different places, you see homesteader and you think floiling in dresses, you think very little technology, you think staying home most, like there's certain just stereotypes that when you say a certain thing, you think a certain way. And there's been a few people that I have really seen Um, putting out reels and just talking about kind of breaking the stereotypes because we're all so different. Homesteading, which, you know, I guess this can be for any kind of like what you decide to live as or if you're an urban farmer, if you're just in a a track neighborhood, like it doesn't really matter. Um, But but you think certain things when you say certain places. And so just kind of breaking free of that stereotype and allowing yourself to really step into what you feel you're called to do. And so I was talking to a friend that I met recently here the other night and or the other day she came over for coffee and we were talking about um, organic, kind of crunchy living, homesteading, um, sourcing things locally, all that kind of stuff. And we were just saying, you know, like 
it's funny because, okay, so she has a microwave and I don't have a microwave. Like, I, I don't like the microwaves in my house. I think they have radiation in them. You know, yes, it it can be minuscule. Also, I don't like the look of a microwave in my house, which is another thing. Like, aesthetically, it's just I don't enjoy them. Plus, I just don't see a need for them. I, I heat things up on the stove whenever we need anything. We do hot cocoa on the stove or we use the Keurigs to make hot water. So, like, it's just, a, it's just an appliance I have found unnecessary. And so I don't have it versus I'll probably do something else. Like, I'll have sometimes things in my house that, that she probably wouldn't have in her house. And so instead of judging each other for how we differ instead coming together on the things that we that we see the same and me and her we're in no way judging each other on you know what we have it's not (laughs) it's not like oh well I do this and you're like oh well I do this um it's more just like I think we need to come to it when we talk about how we do things differently with just curiosity toward each other and how we how we function and how our families function and the things that we find important versus the things that we don't. And to be okay with that and be, to be okay with having someone do things different than us. And even if we don't agree, um, that we allow them to do what they feel called to do and convicted of. And I think that's a huge thing too is, you know, especially with starting a clean journey, I would say like clean eating, organic living journey. However, that, and I think that looks so different to everyone too, but especially in the beginning, the, the best thing to focus on is what you're convicted of, like what you feel convicted of, of, oh, you know, my kids eat a significant amount of store-bought bread. Probably the best thing to focus on first would be to making homemade bread because that's what they're consuming a lot of. And so by changing this one thing and using organic wheat and making homemade bread and cutting out that huge portion of, yes, you're not saving a ton of money because bread isn't extremely expensive, but it's a huge health um, boost for your family not consuming all the crap that they throw into those breads. I mean, there's a reason they don't mold sitting out on the counter for two plus weeks and how your bread will mold after a few days in the summertime heat of being on the counter. I mean, it's the preservatives and everything else in there. And so Maybe a mom feels convicted of that, but she doesn't feel convicted of the cleaners in her cabinet for years and years. And then one day she's cleaning and she realizes, hmm, maybe I should change this out. Or maybe she sees someone talking about it. It's a subtle hint to, oh, I should really look into that. You know, I think a lot of time for me, it is what I see others doing. And it is more so than a trend. It's just like an awareness of seeing how other people live and then picking the pieces that you feel like really connect with your life or what you do feel convicted of and then adding those into your life or translating what you're currently doing into the form of what you saw them do. And so instead of judging each other or or having harsh feelings, like I think sometimes we can get really offended online of someone, if they don't agree with you, then that means that you're wrong. And so then you have this defensive, this defense up, which you can see in the comments. Like it's so, which I don't think that's who I'm talking to right now. I, I don't think I'm talking to those aggressive Instagram warriors, but just because someone may be doing something wrong does not mean we come at them with anger and animosity and disdain and belittlement. Um, instead, it's, an, it's there's encouraging, you know, who, even with disciplining children, instead of, instead of disciplining as in fear and anger and pain, it's encouragement and a talk with a realization and a, a new direction and focus, you know? And so... I just really feel like that's where we all need to be just as far as our mindset and what we're going to do. And just some examples here and just, I think, owning it. I think so for so long, I was scared 
to come on, and even now, I can be apprehensive sometimes, to come on Instagram and I'm sharing this clean living lifestyle, I'm sharing, I'm canning my own food, I'm making my own mayonnaise, I'm making my own bread, like I'm doing these things that are very important. I don't have cleaners in my house. I do have bleach. I will still use bleach and I mean, probably to the day I die, I will still use a certain amount of bleach and that's just how it is because some bleach can do things no other things can't and I understand it's bad, but again, it's one of those things where if you open my cabinets, you're gonna find some dish soap, some microfiber cloths, and a little bit of bleach. And there's nothing else. Like, we don't have anything else. We just don't. The cleaning aisle, to me, is just overspending. <laughs> to me, it looks like overspending. I'm like, you don't need this, and you don't need this, and you don't need this. But again, that's me. And it can be okay for me to say this and for someone to disagree, and we can still be friends. <laughs> but what was I even saying? I totally forgot. Oh, okay, so I'm talking about clean living and all this and all that. But then I was sharing my makeup the other day, and my makeup is like... Ulta Beauty. Like I go in there and I buy regular standard makeup. And while some people may be like, oh my gosh, you're putting that on your skin. Your skin's your largest organ and all that. I understand that. I also understand that I super, super enjoy makeup and the the nice quality brands, I have tried most of them and they do not they just don't work for me. And I really enjoy makeup. Like I love the application. I love putting it on. I look forward to it in the morning. I like to do different looks. I just do, which again might be outside of like what a homesteader does because who has time to put makeup on when you're homesteading? But I enjoy it. I find it fun. And so I'm not going to let anyone poo-poo me on the fact that that's something I like to do. And then you know, but I can't, I can't find, like I use tallow at night. I slather my face with tallow. I use good po- products for like body products. I use goat milk soak, all that soap, all that kind of stuff. But when it comes to foundation, eyeliner, mascara, all that kind of stuff, like if I can find a better product, I'll use it. But up until this point, I can't. And so I'm buying, you know, the traditional makeup, I suppose that you'd find out like usually not too much drugstore makeup, but just kind of the, the one up the Ulta, the Sephora, that kind of stuff that you'd find in those stores. Um, and I'm okay with that and I will not be shamed (laughs) for that. And it is what it is. And you know, I might change one day. That might be something that I'm convicted of and, and I see that I need to do differently. But until I feel that or until that's something that's really heavy on my heart, I'm going to be okay with that. Another thing that I think is so funny too is like I was very natural birth. So Tyron, um, my son, I had in the hospital, but I did not have an epidural. Um, It just my mom didn't and I didn't want to. And I had done a lot of research on epidurals and just different forms of birth. um, And I just decided I wanted to do all natural, which thank goodness I did with Tyron because he, he he was in he was stuck a certain way in my pelvis to where if I if I hadn't been able to have got on my knees and I did this like whole rollover thing if I hadn't had function of my legs we would have had to end up having a C-section and so I think God was there for that and I believe that we are each called to do again different things this is never like a a jab at anyone this is my experience which is totally valid and I can speak to but it was such a blessing that I did not have and I remember when I was having him, they kept saying, do you want the epidural? Do you want the epidural? This is going to be the last time I can ask you and they were going to be too far. And I finally screamed at the nurse. I was like, I told, and I was crying. I was like, I told you, I told you, I told you, I don't want it. I said, please stop asking. <laughs> I was so frustrated. My mom was like, please stop asking her. She doesn't want it. Um, <clears throat> and so I had a, a natural birth with him and then it still was not the best experience. So I went to have Evelyn in a water bath and, um, 
with midwives and everything in our home in Washington. And it was just the most amazing experience. And I just, I loved it so much. And it went so smoothly. Um, it was just, it was a blessing to me. That was, that was a, a joy. And I think it was proof to me too, because Tyron's birth had been kind of difficult to that I, I could do hard things and I could do it and to trust myself that I wasn't okay with how it was with Tyron and I wanted things different with Evelyn. And I pushed and I advocated for myself um, and, and Travis, he wasn't really on board at the beginning. My mom wasn't, they were scared. They were in a traditional hospital setting, but they, they were kind and they came and they listened and, um, they got on board with me. And after that, I have two more relatives who, because of my birth experience also had, um, home births and just amazing home births, like just beautiful. Um, and before anybody sends any messages about how they would have died if they had had a home birth, there is so much that goes into it. You don't just have a home birth. You're still having ultrasounds. You're still having checks. So if they can identify a problem ahead of time, they're going to check that. They also only do it so close to a hospital. So if there needs to be an emergency, situa- emergency situation, anyhow, again, I don't need, I always feel like I need to defend my decisions. I really need to get over that. I do not have to defend my decisions. It worked out for me and it was a blessing. If someone chooses it to a different way, I am not going to dog anybody for choosing to do things differently than me. But that being said, I, that was very important to me, but you know what? I am 37 now and I was looking in the mirror the other day and I have tried a bunch of different things and I have, you know, the little 11s in my makeup at the end of the day between my eyes. And I told Travis the other day, I was like, and I've talked to people for years, I am not against Botox or Restolin or whatever, <laughs> all the other kinds are. I'm like, if at some point one day I want to do that, I'm going to make that decision and do that. And I know some people are at like super against it and it might not be the healthiest thing to do, but... If I choose to do it, I'm going to do it and I'm not going to feel guilty for it. Because again, we have to decide what is most important to us in the areas that we are going to compromise on and the areas that we just choose not to. And that can bleed over into things that are beside clean living. Like you homestead, but you also take vacations. Some homesteaders don't take vacations. They don't want to or they feel like they can't. And maybe in certain situations they can't. But there's also some homesteaders that, you know, to them... They love to travel. They love to see different areas, to, to see different cultures, to immerse themselves and learn. And so travel is okay. And so you don't have to feel guilty about being a homesteader and still wanting and having that urge to travel. You probably won't be able to do it as often. And it will definitely be harder <laughs> trying to figure out, you know, someone to stay at your house and all the things. Um but you can do that. And that just can bleed into every, like so many different things. Like I love my Peloton bike, but you don't see very many homesteaders out there talking about how they love their Peloton and they ride their Peloton and they do their weights and all that kind of stuff because it's just, it's not really something that's talked about. And I love the beautiful, like flowy linen farmhouse dresses, but I also wouldn't mind dressing up in something fancy or more form-fitting and like I'm going to Vegas. <laughs> I think sometimes a lot a lot of times too, you know, someone says, oh, I'm a, I'm a professing Christian. I go to church every Sunday, but I'm going to go to Vegas and have fun. And you just, you don't put the two together. And I just think that that is us being small. I think that that can be people being small, assuming that because you're going to go to Vegas, you're going to participate in sinful debauchery, you know, and <laughs> or if you go to church, you can't do these specific things. And so I, I don't like stereotypes. I believe there's right and wrong. And I believe in the Bible, there are things that you should and should not do. I do believe in a in a, a moral code that has been given us to Jesus from Jesus 
through the Bible and his holy word to us. Um, and so and so I do try to live my life that way. But I feel like there's a lot of nuances and a lot of things that we have placed on ourselves that are not scripturally based on how we're supposed to act or not act or the things that we're supposed to do or not do. And that there's just a lot of judgment that goes around about that. So instead of thinking through and looking at everything through a lens that way, I just want to encourage all of us to just really listen. I think the biggest thing is just listen, be curious, you know, and this is to me just as much as anyone else. And I think to also be okay with speaking about the things that, oh, you know, maybe you feel like if I say this, I might be given some crap about, and you may be, but at the same time, I don't, I think that you will find more encouragement than you will find people who, you know, are going to just are looking for the next person to bash and tear down. Um, You know, at the end of the day, I am not opposed to deleting a comment that I find offensive because this is my space on the internet. You're choosing to come into my space and interact with me. I can choose to remove you. And I definitely won't always do that, especially if someone comes in with, um, you know, a heart of questioning something or, or coming in and actually asking a question versus just trying to bash someone. But I don't think that... Yeah, anyhow, I, I, I think I'm rambling now, but I just, the stereotypes that we think are beholden to a certain way of living, I don't think are really there. Like, I, I think that we can break free of those. And um, that's kind of like a breath of fresh air when you do, and that you can just talk about it, and you're going to find a lot more people relate to you than anything else. And within that, I think we'll find our community, find our people, and um, be able to grow together and, you know, press each other to be better through being different, if that makes sense at all. So anyhow, that was kind of what I thought today as I was um, sick and sharing all my crunchy sickness remedies and all the things I do and all the things I won't take and then how, you know, I can be like that and then, you know, also be okay with Botox. So anyhow, yeah, that is it for today. Next week, I'm going to try to bounce back on again after Vegas. We will see how the week goes because it's going to be crazy coming back and trying to leaving the farm, even for a few days, even for Clarksville. We were gone for one day. The girls, honestly, the people who were here did an amazing job watching the animals, but there's still the laundry and all the things. And yeah, it's farm life. It's farm life. And there's no getting around it. It's amazing. It's a blessing. It's also a burden. <laughs> so anyhow, until next time, guys, we'll talk to you then.